Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro, and I want to welcome you to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. And our theme today is God's slow ways in in planning and decision-making. God's slow ways in planning and decision-making. Now listen, since the beginning of time, God's leaders have been making plans without him, making decisions without him. We see this in uh, a variety of cases. We see it, for example, in the story of Abraham, uh, waiting for God's promise to be fulfilled. Uh, He waits for years, grows impatient. His wife becomes impatient, ends up having a baby out of wedlock with Hagar and births Ishmael. And uh, we're still bearing the repercussions of that thousands of years later. Moses had very good intentions to help the Israelite people, grew impatient, ends up killing an Egyptian, uh, costs him 40 years in the desert, and uh, almost loses his life. Uh, We the same thing in Solomon. You know, Solomon uh, had a great desire to serve God and builds a temple, expands the kingdom of uh, Israel like never. Uh, but he does it without God and uh, intermarries with other political, you know, wives of other countries. And uh, he basically violates uh, God's ways of doing God's work and makes plans without God. And if you know the story of Solomon, the story, the kingdom splits uh, soon after. And so it's a big mess. And so, again, the stories go on and on of people making plans without God. Uh, really, if you look at history, it's amazing. And in fact, let me, let me, uh, but when we do that and don't wait or flow with God's ways of planning and decision-making, which I'm going to give you one word here for this podcast, and the word is slow, we get in all kinds of trouble. Uh, I heard recently of the story of uh, children that were starving in the Sahel region of Equatorial Africa in the 1990s. Uh, there was a, a starvation beginning to hit the area. And so uh, the United States Agency for International Development rushed in there and they drilled deep wells to provide drinking water for the cattle of the nomads of that region, believing that if they could dig deep wells, the cattle would you know, be able to drink and they would, they would eliminate the poverty and the famine that the land was suffering from. The problem was they, they did it very quickly, rushed into it. They didn't sit with the people. They didn't listen to really how the earth functions in the area. And because for hundreds of years, there have been a very delicate ecosystem there. And so when they dug these new wells, the cattle population did explode. The problem was they overgrazed uh, the land and the cattle then began to die in unprecedented numbers. And not only that, their good intentions actually helped create a terrible famine in the land. Why? They didn't, they went fast. They, there wasn't rest. There wasn't slowness. It was, it's dangerous to move at high speed. It was very interesting. And you know, I read another story uh, recently as well in uh, a book by Wayne Mueller called Sabbath. And he tells a story of a doctor uh, who says this, uh, his name is Charles. He's a very thoughtful physician. And one day he was talking about just the, the impact of exhaustion on his work. Now, doctors are trained, as many of you know, to work when they're exhausted. They're required from the moment they begin medical skill, school to perform you know, operations and work, even when they're sleep-deprived, hurried, and overloaded. And here's what he said. He goes, I discovered in medical school that if I saw a patient when I was tired or overworked, I would simply order a lot of tests. I was so exhausted, I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. I could see the symptoms. I could recognize the possible diagnoses but I couldn't really hear how it all fit together. So I got in the habit of simply ordering a battery of tests, hoping they would tell me what I was missing. And again, being unrested, not going slow, uh, missing 
uh, God-given wisdom actually actually in him, you know, for those patients. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I wrote a book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And the goal of that book was actually to fill in a gap for me of that I've been reflecting on for actually almost, you know, 26 years in leadership of, you know, what how is Christian planning and decision making different than secular planning and decision making? And um so, you know, one of the things that emerged out of that was an understanding of planning and decision making that I would say I call emotionally healthy. And one of the key words for that, I can sum it all up in the word uh, slow. I mean, just think with me for a moment. You know, what are the consequences of insufficient rest or inadequate time for actually, you know, listening to God, you know, in your own life? You know, we actually had a retreat as a staff at New Life Fellowship recently, and Marjorie Thompson uh, did a training for us, and she asked us that question, and I was so struck by it, uh, by God, because I recognized in my own life as, you know, our our own ministry here at Emotionally Spirituality is, is growing, actually exploding around the world. A lot's coming at us uh, as a, as a you know, as Jerry and I as a couple, and our, our very small staff here, and and it's so tempting to be caught up in a frenzy. And I actually felt myself more than once being anxious. And so I actually pulled back and uh, spent some time pondering the stories I just shared with you and going back to some of the hard lessons that I felt God did uh, give me over 26 years about planning and decision-making. And I want to share the four ingredients that I came in, came up with there that kind of came out of my own journaling and actually uh, my failures. I like to say that I have a PhD in mistakes, and uh, so I know them well. And so this actually comes out of a chapter on planning and decision-making in the Emotionally Healthy Leader book, uh, but I'm going to hit it from a bit of a different angle. But I, 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 I feel like these four, I'll call them characteristics of, of what, what, what really breaks down what does it mean to go slow – uh, extremely helpful and applicable, uh, and I wouldn't actually change a thing. So the first is, is, is slowing down so I can define success radically as doing God's will. Uh, it's slowing down enough to actually get to a place where uh, I'm, I'm centered so that I want to do God's will above all else. There's nothing that even comes close to that. Uh, that that takes a, a slow down process. Just think with me for a second of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, Jesus uh, struggled to drink a cup that the Father had for him, the cup of uh, the judgment of for the sins of the world. And he sits in the Garden of Gethsemane and he falls on his face before God. And three times he prays, "Oh Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me." But he he's struggling uh, with the will of God uh, because to get to a place where I want God's will above all else. It's a it's a it's a struggle. There's times we do sweat drops of blood, and if we're rushing and moving fast and hurried, uh, just saying a prayer, "Oh God, bless what I'm doing," is not enough. It, it really actually it requires a slow down place that I've got enough space where you know my hands are open before God. I'm listening to Him, and I say, "God, I just I want Your will," which relates actually to the second characteristic, which is you know creating a space for for heart preparation and. Uh, Ignatius of Loyola in the 1500s talked about that if you if you want to know God's will, uh, you have to be one. Of course, you're you know we're committed to Scripture. You know we're we're um, uh, 
you know, we say, yes, God, I want to do your will, but we've got to come to a place to say, God, I'll do whatever you want. I got to come to a place. He called it indifference. And uh, that is that I'll, I'll, I'll do God on a scale of zero to 10, uh, anything you say. And we like to ask the question often, you know, on a scale of zero to 10, where are you on the, on the scale of indifference? How open to you really are, are you to doing whatever God wants? And so I need space. You need space. The question is how much space do you need to not be rushing into decisions that there's time for you, yes, to get counsel, but just to be able to sleep, just to let the soil lie fallow as you're making decisions and plans to listen for God uh, to come to you. And uh, again, when we push uh, and our rush, almost always I have ended up in problems. And uh, so I can think everything from making hires uh, because it was a great need, doing it quickly, launching congregations without the proper leadership in place, uh, e- even reorganizing a structure of the of, of the org chart uh, in a complex organization, uh, doing it quickly. You know, I, I I've been I've been reading uh, you know a number of biographies of leaders, and I'm amazed that how much uh, how many decisions are made just without thinking without pondering and, and and so number one is defining success as radically doing god's will number two is actually creating space in my life how much do i need to be in a place where i'm centered not anxious and actually prepared uh, thirdly is i pray for prudence uh again i'm not pushing I'm, I'm praying and being able to let things unfold you know i had a friend once who who uh told me about he raised chickens uh you know for his kids in those kind of glass cases and at one point, uh, they could see the little chicks and the eggs starting to break forth, and you know to come to hatch. And what he did was he 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 touched the egg to kind of like took some of the case off to help that chick come out more quickly, and the chick died. Uh, and he learned that the process of actually struggling to hatch is part of the critical ingredient for the maturity of that chick to grow and stand on you know stand and 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 grow into an adult. In the same way there's a there's a there's a process in planning and decision making that when we torpedo it or shortcut it we miss not only the work that God wants to do in us uh we often miss the nuances and settle for something that may not be the best of what God has for us. And that's why praying for prudence it's a big theme in, in the book of Proverbs uh, the wisdom of the prudent gives thought to their ways. Uh, and uh, a number of scriptures that just talk about the place of prudence and praying for prudence and discernment uh, in our process. And then finally, uh, you know, fourth characteristic is I, I look for God in my limits. I mean, we all have enormous limits uh, in our lives, time, energy, limits of money, limits of staff, limits of uh, how much time we've got to actually make, you know, to do, to to, to accomplish things in, in our uh, organizations, our churches, our ministries, but actually looking for God in limits, uh, not being angry or frustrated by them, but actually looking because it's in those limits of my marriage, my family, our, our our staffing, our location, our our mission that God actually shows up. And I I think of everything from the loaves and the fishes to Gideon with three hundred men uh, to Paul with his thorn in the flesh and all the limits of, of Jesus and the 12 disciples. But it's, if you look at scripture, it's just one big limit after the other. But God moves in them if we discern him. And uh, that's the great challenge. But again, it's back to slow. 
And so let, let me ask you uh, today, how might God be inviting you to slowly slow down, create spaces uh, in your life? Like, what do you need in terms of space? Is it, you know, taking naps? Is it, uh, is it actually even, uh, you know, a, a, a full weekend off? Is it, is it, a, is it actually a vacation? I call vacations mini sabbaticals. Uh, do you need, you know, greater times with God? Uh, more time for reading. Uh, what is it for you? And I'm not just talking simply about Sabbath, which I think is a very foundational discipline uh, in our lives. Need a 24-hour period each week. I'm talking about your spirit, your inner life. What do you need to be centered, to be anchored in God, to be uh, in a place of peace in the Holy Spirit as you're making decisions? And are you able to actually resist maybe pressure to make a decision and, and actually wait on God? And what might you be missing? And how might even your good intentions be creating other problems? I think, again, of that famine in Africa, they quickly dug wells, it was a mess. Or even a doctor who missed uh, missed clear indications of things that might've been wrong and just ordering tests. And we jump at things quickly, and perhaps because we've not taken the time to actually slow down and listen for God's inner wisdom in our own spirit. Uh, so this is grown up stuff. This is this is not for the faint of heart. Uh, and I wanna invite you to slow, to God's slow ways in planning and decision-making. Like yourself, I wanna impact the world for Jesus. I wanna make my life count. The challenge is God to do it God's way, to lead God's way. And um, that requires the word slow. So listen, I th this is this is a high level application of discipleship. Listening to God slow in planning and decision making. So let me invite you uh to get a hold of the emotionally healthy discipleship courses. I um because that is the foundation of discipleship for our lives on a base level, out of which then we bring it to a leadership level and are able to actually apply it. And actually this week is the release of the emotionally healthy discipleship kit. Uh, for pastors and leaders. And I want to invite you to pick that up uh, and be, come to one of our live stream trainings. You want to go through those two courses to get a base in your discipleship of slow, learning things like the daily office and Sabbath keeping and silence and stillness, how I'm, where you're triggered from your family of origin and unresolved unconscious issues that may be causing you to be driven uh, or push or anxious or envious or comparing that comes out of a, a place out of our emotional immaturity that we're bringing to our leadership gifts and brings actually a lot of confusion. And so often we're not slowed down because of a emotional immaturity and we're just moving too fast in life. And so the Emotionally Healthy uh, Discipleship courses actually give you some tools, uh, a base, I would say, to embrace the slow in planning and decision-making. So we're very excited about the release of what's called the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship uh, Kit, uh, Courses Kit for Pastors and Leaders. And I wanna invite you again, press into that. And may God bless you. And may you hear him for what he has for you today in slow, in what lies before you. So God bless you and have a wonderful day.